0-0-1, Sunday night, Karabitochen. These ladies had the unfortunate, uh, uh, to bump into me today and I said, see you tonight. So they had to come. Here they <laughs> okay. We're up to Shara B'Tochem Perak Shlishi. And it's the ninth shear in Perak Shlishi. It's page Kuflama Dalad in the printing that we're using. And the last six lines on the page, Vahagdama Hashlishis. The third, the third necessary, uh, internalization, we'll call it, in order to develop proper B'Tochem. The first one, was the seven attributes of someone that is appropriate to have bitachon in. He has to be capable of helping you. He has to want to help you. He has to care enough to help you. He has to be capable of helping you. Although he has to be aware of what you need. All those things were just that it should make sense to have bitachon. And all those things are in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Number two was to realize that Hashem is looking at you and He's watching you and He knows everything about you and you can't fool Him and He knows if you truly have Yitachan or not. And so you can't fool Him. He, he, he knows what's in your innermost part, what's in your subconscious, what's, you know, what, what you want to sort of gloss over. So when you daven and you say, Nafshenu chiksal Hashem ezreinu mogineinu hu, that we look to Hashem for our salvation, kivishem kotcho v'tachnu, so Hashem sort of knows if you're just mouthing words, or if you really mean what you're saying. And like that's, it's interesting, we said last week, that that should be a requirement of bitachon. So we said like, what sense does that make? I mean that. Okay, you know Hashem knows what I'm thinking. What is? Why is that a a, a requirement for bitachon? So he said that the Chavavos is very very smart, and he knows that if you don't internalize that, you'll never get there. It's so easy to pay lip service to bitachon, because if you ask anybody in this room or in any room, any religious Jew, you ask him, to, or even really non-religious Jews, you say, do you believe in Hashem? Yeah. Is Hashem ain't old milvado? Yeah. Can Hashem do whatever he wants? Yeah. Is Hashem. <laughs> but then you say, oh my goodness, right? When it comes to parnasa or health or issues or problems or crises, then we have a problem coping. So, Hashem, so you'll never get there. It's too easy to pay lip service to it. And that's why the Chavis Haldab is very, very, Choder very, very deeply understands that a necessary requirement of bitachon, true bitachon, is to be aware that Hashem knows if you're faking or not. The third hakdama which we're up to now tonight is sheyiftach al Hashem levado, that he trusts only in Hashem. What, what does that mean? It means let's say you go to a doctor. So you go, you know, well, let's say you, know, you trust in Hashem, Hashem's going to heal you. But even if Hashem you know, doesn't pull through, but <laughs> he's a very good doctor, or even if Hashem doesn't pull through and you need Parnasa, so maybe your rich uncle will lend you money or give you a job, 
Right? You, you have what to fall back on in case Hashem doesn't want to cooperate. We don't consciously think that way, but we subconsciously think that way. That, you know, we, we have a fallback position if Hashem doesn't come through. So that's what he says. That's it's not going to work. That's not that's you're not about bitachon. You have to set yourself up. You have to realize that all of these, the boss and the rich uncle and the doctor, and you have to realize they're just, they're shluchim from Hashem and only shluchim from Hashem. Not, not okay, that's, that's like one maslul and Hashem's another maslul. But, levado, he throws that in, that phrase, things that you have to have bitachon in Hashem. What does he mean? Because when it comes to mitzvahs, when it comes to you developing your own character, then indeed, you're not supposed to have bitachon in Hashem. Only, Hashem says to you, when I'm giving you the reins, you have bechira, you have to be work on your midos, you have to have bechira, you have to decide to do the right thing, you have to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to live, how you're going to act, how you're going to treat others, how you're going to relate to Hashem. So that's, in Ruchniyastika matters, he will develop this much more at length in later Prakim, but in Ruchniyastika matters, he doesn't want you to have Bitachon. Or even if you have Bitachon, you have Bitachon, then Hashem will physically allow you, let's say, to, uh, you, you want to, you want to daven, bitachon that Hashem will allow you to do it, but the decision to do it, the bechira to do it, that's you. That, that's so. There, there is shituf in 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 in, in matters. That's why he throws in this phrase, the meshehu chayav liftoachalaf, not mitzvahs, but in things, the, the the unimportant things in life, like health and parnasa and children. And uh, our mental health, and our attitude, our feelings, our happiness—that is only Hashem. And you have to make sure you're not also, you know, you're not also soymech on your refrigerator. You know, so you won't uh, make a shut of anything else. The yiftach Allah like I said, you have Hashem and you have a fallback position. The rich uncle, the paycheck that's coming, the bank, you have money in the bank. So you ask Hashem to parnasa and he should help you. But, you know, like, you know, even if he doesn't want to listen to me because I'm a chote and yeah, I have the money in the bank. That's not true. Bitachon. Even sheshit if he muzulaso, that's shituf. That's like avodah zara. What do you think? The old day avodah zara in the time of the of Nach, they, you know, they davened, and if they were men, they put on tefillin, and they gave stotta, and they, they were over avodah zara. They were they made shituf. They said, you know, Hashem either doesn't care or he's too high, or maybe Hashem's angry at me. So there's this avodah zara. This avodah zara is in charge of. Period of review, or this Avodah is in charge of Parnosa. So, that, that's, it's akin to Avodah I'm sorry. The people, when we learn in Nach that Avodah was rampant in Klal Yisrael, and it was part of life, it doesn't mean the person 
converted to a different religion. It's not like nowadays you say the person converted to Buddhism, chas v'shalom, or, you know, or whatever. When Chabodah Zorah was rampant, and the Jewish people, they remained Jews. They put on tefillin every morning, they kept Shabbos, they worshipped Hashem, and they also worshipped Chabodah Zorah. What, what were they doing? They was they felt that these that these deities with a small d had power. This one is the god of Parnosa, and this one is the god of fertility, and this one is the god of happiness, and this one is the god of uh, whatever children. And they would worship it because you know, like I said, like a, a fallback position in case Hashem is too busy now. He's watching over the whole universe. He doesn't have time for little old me. So let me have to cover my bases. So they worship the Bodhisattva. That, that's called Shituf. So when we say, please Hashem Rafay, no Hashem Rafay, but I have a very good doctor also. So that's, that's I won't call it a Bodhisattva, but conceptually, that's what we're doing. We're saying that there's, we're not really... He doesn't want us to say that. You're very right. He doesn't want us to say we don't go to a doctor. But I, our, our attitude towards the doctor, has to, we have to work on it, that we should see the doctor as Hashem's shliach, because Hashem doesn't want to perform nisim. Hashem doesn't want us to work with nisim. So the truth is the Ramban holds... You shouldn't be going to the doctor if you're on a very high madrega. That's the Ramban Shita. And it's not a nace. Hashem will cure you. That every physical ailment is a direct result of a spiritual malady, of a spiritual problem that affects whatever aver, whatever in your body is not working properly. There's a spiritual root to it. Is it consistent for everybody? This is the well. That's a very good question. Let me first say over, and then I'll answer your question. I'll address your point. The Ramban says, don't go to doctors. The ideal, we'll talk about the ideal. The ideal is not to go to a doctor. Famous Ramban in Chumash. I said last week, Ramban was a doctor. Ramban says, don't go to doctors. Ideally, you shouldn't go to doctors. The Ramban says, what? person's hungry, he eats food if he's thirsty, he drinks water so if he's sick, he goes to a doctor, what's the difference? that's the Rambam Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, famous Ramban says, ideally you shouldn't go to doctors there's a Mechtem Eliyahu which I happen to have here there's a Mechtem Eliyahu, I don't even know what Chelek it's in, look at that, but it's in page 170 I think, uh, I forgot what Chalik it was in. Anyway, he brings down the Ramban, page 170. The name of the piece is Verapo Yerape. The Ramban in Pashas Bechukosai says a famous statement, Duma Chalik Lerofim, the base Osei Rotzen Hashem. What do you go to a doctor for? You do tshuva and you go to a Novi. Vatelech Lidroshas Hashem. Rivka had a rough pregnancy. So she went to the base Hashem to ask, well, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? What's, uh, so 
the Rambam argues, the Rambam in Pesachim, the Rambam says, well, I just told you, you're hungry, you're thirsty, so you sit, you take medicine, what's the difference? So the Rav Dessler starts off saying, we would be tempted to say there's a machlokas here. I mean, it almost sounds explicitly like there's a machlokas here. But then he delves into it. I don't think, you won't learn of Desla now, that's what we're learning, although it's not of Desla. But he really says, it's addressing different levels. It's addressing different people. It's addressing, you know, it's, a, it's addressing different madregas. That's what he says. The madrega ha'elyona, the ultimate, the ideal, people who are really beyond our comprehension. We, we, I don't know if we could even aspire to it. It's something come out behind our, beyond our comprehension even. But ultimately, if everything is bahashgacha and, and, and the sickness is not... The Ramban, is, the Ramban, you know, is not really compellingly logical. Right? There's a big difference between being hungry and eating food and being sick and taking medicine. Hunger is the way the body works. Hashem created a human being, and hunger is part of how Hashem made the person function, right? Sickness is not really something's wrong with the body, right? Something's wrong with the body. So the Rambam is a little funny. Like, we should really not be understanding the Rambam. What's the comparison? So that's, I don't know if that's what Rav Desla's, if Rav Desla was coming from there, but that's why I think, so the Rambam is not perfectly logical. So therefore, the Rambam is also recognizing that you're taking a step down, you're, you're backing off from, if, if the body's not functioning properly, so really, this is where Rav Desla's point is. The Rambam is modet to the Rambam. There's really no machlokis. On, a high, on the highest level, of what a person could theoretically aspire to, a tzaddik gomor. So yeah, if, if the body's not functioning properly, so you ask Hashem, you know, why not? I, I must be doing something wrong. It's symptomatic of a spiritual malady because it's a malfunction. It's not the way Hashem created the body. So it's a malfunction. A malfunction has to come as a breakdown. But a, a physical breakdown has a, a spiritual reason behind it. Because Hashem is directing it. So you have to check out why it's happening. But the Rambam is talking, Rav Desla says, to normal people. To, the, to normal people. To normal people, they can't be on that level of getting to the spiritual root of the physical malady. So to them, being sick is like being hungry. That's what Avdesla says in this piece. Really, you could learn it. It's a, you could really, we could discuss it even if you want, but not at this year. I'll tell you where it is. I forgot what Chelik. You know, Mukhtamilio, familiar Sefer. It's page one seventy to one seventy five. It's a very nice piece, and really, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this. Not Avdesla. Uh, no, I just wanted to ask that book of cures that they used to have. That's what he talks here. about. That's the context. That's where the Rambam's coming from. The Ramban says, the Rambam says the Book of Cures was Avodah Zorah tinted. 
And that's why it was hidden away. But he wouldn't have hid away a regular, you know, uh, medical uh, a treatise. He would not have hidden away. It was Avodah tinted. It's on that Mishnah that the Rambam says what I just said he says. That if you're hungry, you take food. If you're sick, you take medicine. What's the difference? That, yeah. My question is, the Christian today wanted to say, look, this is what's happening to you. How can I find out what the spiritual ramification is? Oh, he should do that. But he better take his medicine too. That's the point. He should certainly say to himself, why is this happening to me? He should, but according to Abdesler at least, I would say, nowadays, we should also take medicine. We shouldn't shouldn't look at it as the shituf as what the Chayvis Aldovis is talking about. In other words, you're very right that we should we should try to do that. But the Rambam saying, the, so that's what Rav Desla's point is, that the Rambam is not saying there's no spiritual root to the malfunction, and it's just like being hungry. To which I'm adding, because it's, it's not like that. It's just not like that. That's a malfunction of the body. Something's wrong. So, so why did something go wrong? There's a reason. Hashem made the body to function properly. But some people are made with bodies who don't function properly. That's not what the Ramam's talking about. They're not sick. You know, or, or so why did Hashem and Hanami, I guess, if if someone is born, you know, if if it's clearly not the result of a spiritual malady, then it's just an asylum they have. The people are born with one hand. People are born with uh, all sorts of issues. So, so every time an adult or a child gets a cold or strep or pneumonia, there's a spiritual reason behind that. Even if you could take comfort in the Mechtemelio that says we don't have to deal with it on the Ramban's level. The Ramban's level is not for us. Can I go back to the Elizabeth about the Zion? Where's the line between reasonable doctors or reasonable callbacks between Christophus? Well, that's what we're learning Chavis Al Lovis for. That's what we're learning Chavis Al Lovis for. That's why we're learning Chavis Al Lovis. Okay. We're going to, in later chapters, he'll be very, very specific and clear what you're supposed to do. Here, what's clear is that you're never supposed to look at your hishtatlus as a fallback position. That's not what hishtatlus is. Hishtatlus is what, the way Hashem wants us to function. He wants us to function in this world that He created. But we always have to remember that He's empowering everything. He's empowering the doctor. He's empowering the bank to have my money. If Hashem would withdraw, <laughs> pardon the pun, if Hashem would withdraw His will you know, say, but I mean, I have a million dollars in the bank. I don't need Hashem. So, you know, oh, that sounds terrible. But we think that way. Right? What can go wrong? Yeah, what can go wrong? There's plenty of people that can tell you what can go wrong. And the truth is, we're all guilty of this. I'll give you one simple example that everyone's guilty of. And it's, and and you say, well, come on, Rabbi Mlinow, would you? I'll tell you, okay? Person's sick. He has a choice of two doctors. One's the best doctor, one's the second best doctor. Who's the best doctor in Israel to uh, to treat this eye disease? 
this guy in Hadassah in Karim. He's the top. What about Shari Tzedek? Yeah, he's very good, but he's, he's the second best. Everyone recognizes that guy is the best. Which doctor are you going to take? I'm a bad person to ask because I went to one of the best years ago. Everybody goes to the best. No, no. But it's I would never go back. But you understand my point. The Jewish people, Baruch Hashem, I don't know why, they have these medical referral services and everybody wants the best doctor. But the best is not always the best for everybody. But that's not my point now. You make That's okay. also true and that's a separate point. Okay. I'm talking about Shah HaBitachon now. That we pay lip service but people search out the best doctor. Right? My son had, what did he have? A hernia. You go to any, any dopey doctor can do a hernia operation, right? No, I had a call up, Benny Fisher, which doctor should I go to? It's inexcusable. We're all guilty of not really, so you'll say, but that's part of his list to go to the best doctor. No, it's not. What's wrong with the second best doctor? Second best doctor is not good enough. What's wrong with the third best doctor? What's wrong with the doctor that passed all his exams and he's competent? Why do we need the best for? There's no answer. We're all guilty. It's very hard. Although this is not simple. We're sitting here learning in theory and it sounds so posh and it's like boring. And we know Enod Milvado and we know Hashem runs the world. But, you know, tell somebody to work a half hour less and Hashem will still send Parnassah, and who's, his tablus is, is there a difference between a seven and a half hour day and an eight hour day? Why do people take out full page ads, advertisements? Let them take out a half a page ad. Is a half a page ad so terrible? No, they'll take out a full page ad. They'll pay more money. What are you wasting? If I tell them, what are you wasting money for? Hashem will send you Parnassah if you take out a half a page ad. What do you have to take out a full page ad for? Uh, c- come on. Come on. Come on. I think that's what they'll answer me. And I'll take out a full page ad. Or a half a page ad, not a quarter page ad. So good I can hear. Once you hit an eighth of a page, you'll say, well, maybe people won't notice it. So my Hishtadlus is, you know, eighth, I, I can hear. I can hear at some point you have a right to say, this is what normal hishtadlus requires. I have one person in the show. I guess say his name. He'll be embarrassed. I'm going to say good, nice. He asked me how much of an ad he should take. I passed him the half a page, not even a quarter page. I passed him the quarter page. You're competing with the other three things on the page. I can see you want to do your. I said you want to be on the high down Matvega. Take an eighth of a page. If you want to be on a high medigger, don't take any. Who does he have to advertise? Be Samechon word of mouth. What does he have to advertise for? So he wasn't holding there. But within his realm of Bitochon, he did come and ask me, which is like one in a million. Like who asks such shyless? How much of an ad he should take out? I told him to take half a page. And I threw him out of the shoes. He wouldn't listen to me. No. I didn't check on him. But anybody that would ask such a question is already going to listen to me. He's not going to listen to me. He's not going to ask the question. I'm 100% sure he took out half a page. I wouldn't be surprised if he took out a quarter page. That's the kind of person he was. But I passed him half a page. But we're all guilty. We all go to the best doctor. We all, I tell someone, 
Don't work a nine hour day. Tell your boss from now on you're working eight hours. <laughs> Are you crazy? So if he'll get fired because the job requirement is nine hours, of course you have to work nine hours. That's the job requirement. But if there's flexibility, I'm not here to knock anyone. We're all guilty. I'm here to say that the Chayvus Halvavus is not simple. When we learn it, it sounds so... But of course, like... And it's not. It's it's hard. We, or, or else Benny Fisher wouldn't be in business, right? Right? Or else, uh, what's the name? When you call up Fry, or, they wouldn't be in business. Okay, I'm not talking about when you call them up to, to, to get a good diag- diag- diagnostician. I'm talking about we call them up to say, you know... What's the best doctor to... My my son just broke his hand. Uh, he didn't. I mean, we thought he did. So he was running around. So so, uh, so we thought it was broken. We went to Taran this Friday morning. And uh, so we thought it was broken. So I called up people. I said, you know, if he needs a case, is it okay to set it in Taran? So there, I know. <laughs> I was afraid. I don't know what doctors going to see him in terror. Some incompetent, you know, intern that didn't pass his exams yet. I don't know. So, so they said it's okay. They can set it in terror. They know how to set a cast there. So Dan Hashem said it was only sprained, not broken. This is the end of the story. So uh, that's it. But we're guilty. But it's a madrega. It's it's bitachon. It's a never-ending battle. We have to work on it. And this is really. You know, this is my personal uh, pet peeve, call it, that we're all guilty of. Everybody wants the best actor. Tachel. I'm not. Th- you're saying the best actor is not always the best. Good. Don't so, do you admit that people search for the best actor? Well, in Israel, it's harder. You Competent is what you should search for. So sometimes you just don't know. So it's could I call Benny Fish and say, this one knows it's very confident. Okay, so I'm not talking about that. Right? You, you, uh, okay. If, if, if you say I'm assessing the sociological reality wrong, okay, I admit I'm wrong. Uh, no, I don't know. Of course you have to search out. A cop. That's my point. Why do we need more than competent? But go to somebody and say... What the long-term ramifications are. Okay. These are if all excuses. Child, no, but if a child breaks a okay. joint, it affects the growth plate, you go to somebody who's has no practice and somewhat confident. Okay, and good. Job, the so, okay, you're Malamit you're wonderful. You're saying everybody is happy as long as they're satisfied that it's competent. No one looks for more. No, but okay, good. Baruch Hashem. Okay. I'm more than happy to be wrong. I'm not the satan here. Looking to condemn. I want to point out how hard true bitachon is. How easy it is to pay lip service. How easy it is, you know, we said, Hashem sends parnasa, work seven hours instead of eight. No way. Close one day a week. What are you, crazy? So if it's rational, and you say, if I close one day a week, I'll lose customers, because customers are going to come to the store on Tuesday, and they're going to find me closed. And just because I put up a sign closed Tuesdays, they're going to go to a different store. I hear if that's true and a chanami, but more often it's not true. But we're scared. We're scared. That's all. That's my whole point. Can I go back to something 
what the average person could do. You know, we try to tighten up the screws. Maybe our screws got looser. Maybe we're making brachos without kavana. Maybe we're saying Hashem's name hundreds of tens of times a day, and we're just mouthing the word, and we're not thinking. You're supposed to have kavana when you say Hashem's name. We're not perfect. So we say, this is happening to me. Let, let me, let me, let me become better. Sometimes a rav will be able to stand up and and say, you know, to me, there's a logical connection between the two things. I spoke after Gush Katif in the shul. I said, that's why Hashem does things mida connected mida. Right? You have heard of that phrase mida connected mida, and the Svarim say the reason he does things mida connected. Chaim Shalevit says it. It's not me. I mean, it's logical also. Hashem does things because to let us figure out why it's happening. So, if, you know, if, 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 if it's happening due to, uh, you know, if people don't agree with me. But to my mind, if people are getting killed because missiles are being fired from Gush Katif, like, Maybe it has something to do with the fact that we gave Kush Katif to the Arabs, maybe? <laughs> Maya Kahana. What? That's not supernatural. That's Hashem supernatural. doesn't do supernatural. You don't need a Navi for that. Maya Kahana, Allah Hashem, used to give the following marshal. He says a guy was put in jail for stealing. Right? So he's in jail, and he decides he's going to do tshuva. And he starts to put on tefillin every day. Then he gets out of jail, and he steals again catch him, he goes back to jail. He does tshuva, he starts eating only kosher. He gets out of jail, he steals, they catch him, he goes back to jail. He goes, okay, you know, and he starts getting stuck. And, you know, and this, you know, and he keeps stealing. You know, what's the point of the story? Yeah, they're putting you in jail for stealing, you know. <laughs> like, wake up. <laughs> All these things are great, but they're not addressing what's happening so sometimes it is clear if it's not clear you don't have sometimes it is clear and that's why Hashem functions with Midah Kneged Midah because Midah Kneged Midah means it's clear it's a way of you to figure out why it's happening if you can't figure out why it's happening don't worry it means you're not meant to and it's beyond you and Hashem is just working on a different level Hashem's not trying to fool you. Hashem's not going to... Hashem's not playing 20 questions with you. <laughs> if you can't figure it out, and you honestly try, don't worry about it. So then, a general tightening is what I advise people. Tap with more kavana, maybe give, maybe give a little more tztaka, maybe have more bitacha, maybe come to a millennial with the Sunday night shear, who knows? You never know what will do the trick. I can have protection, maybe. I can... Don't worry. If you can't figure it out, it means you're not meant to. And Hashem has other reasons. Maybe it's because of something your great-grandmother did. You know? So to you it's in the soyon. Did I answer your question? <laughs> I found the best approach is what can I learn from this? Yeah, if you can. If, if you can. Someone gets fired from his job. Doesn't have parnosa. Uh, you know, he comes to, I don't know. We say, it's because you don't give enough stalker. I don't know. 
I'll send him to Chaim Kanievsky. Maybe he knows. Get a different rabbi. I, I say right away, you know, you want someone that's going to figure out why everything's happening to you, you're going to have to get a different rabbi. I'm not smart enough, or I'm not a Navi. I don't know. But I do know that, you know, Hashem does things, not arbitrarily. So either you, in your heart of hearts, know you've been doing something wrong, and this is a slap in the face, and I don't want to know about it, you know, but you know. Or, it's a general wake-up call to look at Shraga. I love using Shraga as an example. Right? Why is this happening? Why? He, he's tormenting himself for the last two years. Why is this happening? And he can't figure it out. And I can't figure it out. We can't figure it out. But he's become a different person. The next time you see Shraga, ask him if he's happy the whole story happened. He's going to say yes. He's not going to, okay, so now, you know, he's not going to say he's happy, happy. But, you know, he's he's changed. He's going to say... But in his case, who's learned more of a lesson? Him or his, who, who paid a higher price in this case? Him or his family? His family also changed. They also took it the right way. I'm not talking about the children now. Children are children. And it's, yeah, but they're affected by it. So what is your point? Anytime children, anytime children suffer, you know, we can talk about now the whole world. Why children suffer? Why do some children die at birth? You know, we're not going to solve the universe's problems here tonight. I'm not saying children mentioning what's happened, but I'm using him as an example that something terrible happened, and even though he couldn't connect to why. But he took it as a general wake-up call, and he went into and, and he did a general and he made a, 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 a fantastic tune-up. You know, you take a car in for a tune-up. I don't know if they do that in Israel. They take it in for tune-ups, mm-hmm. and it's like a different car. It's like a different car, and he wouldn't have gone in for you know. And you can drive a car without a tune-up for years. But he took it in for a tune-up. And now he looks back and he says, my goodness, I'm, I'm sort of happy this happened. I'm a different person now. Can that sort of attitude in Shemaim kind of buy you... Uh, reprieve? Yeah, like buy you... What do you mean a reprieve? So what like, a, yeah, a person... That's why a person should always daven and tell Hashem, you know what, I'm going to get the tune-up without anything being happening to me. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You have to chaperain. That's why we have... <laughs> That's why we have every Shabbos, and we have Yom Tiv, and we have Rish Chodesh. We're supposed to have Erev Rish Chodesh and Kippur Cotton. Hashem gives us ample opportunities to wake up. And the reason sorrows happen to people, you know, we look at it, oh, Hashem is so mean. But the reason starts happening to people is because we don't. We fall into a rut. When's the last time the present company accepted? Whatever comes to my shear at Sadiqim. But when's the last time people thought about... I could stand up in my shul. My shul is full of wonderful people. Really, tremendous people. I love... I don't like being a rogue, but I like my shul. Wonderful people. When's the last time anybody was inspired by Shabbos? When's the last time anybody by Havdola felt, 
I gained so much from this Shabbos. I'm closer to Hashem. I gained from Shabbos. I, I said Lachunaranalachadodi. I sang Zmiras by the table. I, I, I just connected to the whole idea of what Shabbos. Okay, so you'll tell me everybody does but me. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But that's my point. Hashem gives us plenty of chances. We just, Rosh Chodesh, we just went through, right? Zman Kapor, Lachol Toldosom. Rosh Chodesh, you're supposed to be introspective. Erev Rosh Chodesh, Yom Kippur Cotton. I can't get a minion in the shul. 130 members, I can't get 10 people that want to dominate Yom Kippur Cotton. It's a time for introspection. Once a month, you're supposed to be introspective. Shabbos, Shabbos. There's so many sign points, so many stop signs along the way. Yield signs, stop signs, yellow lights. And we don't take advantage of it. So Hashem says, okay, I can let you live your life and then be judged upstairs. But if you're lucky, He'll give you a kick in the pants or in the dress. Give you a kick if you're lucky. That's right. You know. She also said at the beginning that you can't work on your ruchas if there's something wrong with your gashmas. I didn't say that. Yeah, in your first in one of your first years. Like you need your gashmas to well, be okay. Well, yeah, well, of course, but, but, in a certain ruchas. sense. What, yeah, if a right. person's sick and they're running and around to doctors, it's very problems. hard. Most people yeah. have problems in their gash. I mean. Most people have some kind of... Some it's an like she's right. like, like the so lady said. It's an asylum. So it's a vicious circle, because then that's going to take away... Hashem, you can break out of the circle. A person has Bechira. Hashem never messes a person up. HaKadosh Baruch is not here to mess us up. What so you, you should rise above those difficulties? Yeah, it's an asylum. And you have the ability to, or Hashem wouldn't have done it to you. Hashem doesn't do that to people. So you should put your worries on the side and say this is... How you... I can't, I can't sit here and pontificate how you should deal with it. Each person has their own isionos. Each person has their own peckle. Each person has their own emotional and psychological makeup. And each person will deal with things differently. I can't make a general rule and say just put it on the side. I can't do that. I am supposed to be, maybe I'm a failure. Could be. I'm supposed to, I feel, I'm supposed to be responsible for whoever pays membership to us to pay Stila. Really, it sounds funny, but that's what I'm responsible for. The fact that only seven or eight people in the shul talk to me and, you know, discuss things with me, that's, you know, that's very, I'm, I'm lucky. What would I do if 120 people talk to me? <laughs> First of all, I wouldn't know what to tell them. Second of all, I wouldn't have any time for myself. So I'm lucky. Only seven people talk to me. Eight people. But yeah, that's what you, a rob is supposed to be for. You know, again, I'm a literature person. So you're supposed to figure it out for yourself. But if you can't, then you, you, you know, I get into trouble whenever I say that. People don't like when I say that. So I'll say it again. You're supposed to figure it out yourself. A chassidish person. They say, hey, go to the Rebbe. I'm Litvish. I'm the real Litvish. Don't go. Figure it out yourself. Come on. But, okay, you have a rub. You know, I'm supposed to help you.
I, you can't make a rule. Every person's different. Every person has nisyonos. The One of the main things I learned from becoming a rabbi, and I sort of sensed it before, but I didn't know it. I become a rabbi. Every person has a peckle of problems. Every person, every single person has a peckle of problems. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. No? He does, he does. He sent you the problems. He, didn't, right. <laughs> he sent you the problems. No, 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 no. He sent you the exact problem yeah. that you're solving it will make, will perfect your soul. Oh. He doesn't just, he's not playing cards. I mean, he is playing cards, and he deals you the cards that are perfect for you. He made your soul. And he sent you down to this world to be Masakin, as you said. And you're given the problems that overcoming those problems will perfect your soul. That I can so say absolutely. I do tell that to someone called me up the other day and I told you I, I said you know, he says should he should he he, he he comes late to shul and he leaves early. And he wants to stop working on it. And he's afraid to burn the candle at both ends. So which should he start with? Coming on time or staying till the end? Hmm. He says he can't do both. So I said to him, you have to look into your own soul. And what is a more major character flaw? Laziness or that you're nervous, that you can't sit still, that you're always... You know, there's always people are always anticipating the future. You never know. People don't want to live in the present. They say, "I'll start my diet tomorrow, right? And I'll be good after Shabbos, or I'll be good after Rosh Hashanah, or after the semester, or when I finish this page, or next week when my husband comes back from America, or when he goes to America." It's always we're always projecting into the future when life is going to start. Think about it. Live in the present. Life started right now, ten oh one in five seconds. So I told the person, "Look at what's your main character flaw. If it's laziness, then work on coming to shul on time. If it's this, you can never live in the present. You're always anticipating." and you're always running off to the next thing, then work on that. Stay in shul till it's over. Don't leave early. Now you want to know what he did. I don't know. He didn't report back to me. But you understand my point? My point was that, yeah, you, you have to work on yourself. And Hashem sends you, and Hashem sends you this, now I'll tell you, bigger yourself, now marry. Hashem sends you the spouse.